Welcome to the EAU podcast. In this edition, we have Dr. Paolo Cabalgrosso, an associate of the EAU Guidelines Panel for Sexual and Reproductive Health. He is discussing what is new in the field of male infertility. There is data showing that prevalence of infertility has increased over the last decades. Is this true also for the male counterpart? Currently, infertility is estimated to affect about 15% of couples and the male infertility factors could be recognized in about 50% of cases. Prevalence of male infertility has indeed increased in the last three decades by a rate of about 0.3% per year. The main factors beyond this worrisome picture are the more advanced paternal age with people trying more often to conceive after 35 or 40 years of age and some environmental factors including air pollution and smoking. All these factors act by increasing the oxidative stress at the level of the testes thus reducing the overall quality of the seminal fluid. Are there any novel tests that we could use to better investigate fertility in males? Normally, semen analysis represents the baseline test to evaluate male fertility. However, it could be unable to discriminate between the sperm of fertile and infertile male. Indeed, in about 20 to 30% of cases, we are not able to identify any abnormal parameters over the male fertility assessment process, and thus, we classify those cases as idiopathic infertility. However, there are novel data showing that sperm DNA damage may occur in infertile men. Sperm DNA is characterized by single and double-strand DNA breaks, which is a common property of sperms, but an increased level of this fragmentation has been associated with a reduced probability of natural conception. Indeed, there are data showing that sperm DNA fragmentation is higher among infertile men and has been associated also with poorer outcomes of assisted reproduction techniques, higher risk of miscarriage and recurrent pregnancy loss. Reasons for increased sperm DNA fragmentation include hormonal abnormalities, varicocele, chronic infection and lifestyle factors such as smoking. For these reasons, Testing sperm DNA fragmentation could be a valuable tool for the assessment of male infertility and may reduce the prevalence of unexplained infertility. Several assays are available to measure sperm DNA damage. The sperm chromatin structure assay, so-called SCSA, is the most widely used in clinical practice. With this test, the number of cells with DNA damage is indicated by the DNA Fragmentation Index, or DFI. There is evidence suggesting that a DFI higher than 25% is associated with reduced pregnancy rate via natural conception or intrauterine insemination. Moreover, a DFI higher than 50% is associated with poorer outcomes from in vitro fertilization IVF. In light of these findings, current EAU guidelines suggest to offer sperm DNA fragmentation tests to couples with recurrent pregnancy loss from natural conception or ART or to men with unexplained infertility. If you see a patient coming to the office for a couple infertility 
and he has evidence of increased DNA fragmentation along with normal semen parameters. What treatment would you suggest, if any? If we have a man trying to conceive for more than one year and we found normal semen parameters, he might fall into the category of idiopathic or unexplained infertility. However, if we detect an increased level of DNA fragmentation index that could be the reason or one reason for failing to achieve a natural conception, in this specific case, we should aim to improve the probability of conception by decreasing the DNA fragmentation index. How can we do that? As a first important step, we should identify reasons for increased oxidative stress. Lifestyle factors such as smoking are important source for oxidative stress. Patients should be advised to stop smoking and be persuaded to increase physical exercise. At the same time, we should look for signs and symptoms of male accessory gland infections, which should be eventually ruled out with semen culture or polymerase chain reaction analysis. Indeed, there is a proven association between chronic infections and increased sperm DNA fragmentation. In case of semen or urinary infection, the appropriate antibiotic treatment should be started. Moreover, physical examination should be performed to rule out varicocil, which could be a cause of increased sperm DNA fragmentation. After investigating these factors, we could provide treatments for improving sperm DNA integrity. Oral treatment with antioxidants as previously shown to reduce sperm DNA fragmentation index, although published data are conflicting and a recent randomized clinical trial showed no effect of this treatment on DNA fragmentation. It has been reported that hormonal treatment with recombinant FSH may improve sperm DNA fragmentation in men with FSH levels within the normal range. However, due to the paucity of available data, the current guidelines do not provide a conclusive recommendation for this treatment. Furthermore, considering that iDNA fragmentation index has been associated also with poorer ART outcomes, it should be noticed that there are convincing data showing that testicular sperm have lower DNA fragmentation as compared to ejaculated sperm. As such, men with unexplained infertility and raised DFI may be considered for testicular sperm extraction after failure of a first ART attempt. Although they should be cancelled, the data showing a higher probability of live birth with this approach are limited and the risk may outweigh the benefit. We know varicocele could be a source for increased sperm DNA fragmentation. Are there any important updates regarding varicocele treatment? Varicocele is a common condition which could be detected in up to 15% of men and it is a recognized cause of male infertility in 14% of cases overall. Historically, the indication for varicocele treatment according to the EAU guidelines and in line with other international guidelines is the presence of a clinically palpable detectable varicocele associated with abnormal semen parameters and otherwise unexplained infertility. However, there is increasing evidence that varicocele could also lead to increased DNA fragmentation and that varicocele treatment is able to improve DNA integrity. In a recent meta-analysis, including about 1,000 infertile men with increased DFI, 
Varicoselectomy was able to reduce DNA fragmentation by a minus 7.23%. Whether this improvement is also associated with increased chance of natural conception is unknown. However, current guidelines suggest to consider varicoselectomy in men with raised DNA fragmentation and otherwise unexplained infertility. Let's talk about non-obstructive azospermia. Is there new evidence regarding the efficacy of hormonal treatment in normogenadic azospermic men? In normogonadic men with a diagnosis of non-obstructive azospermia, surgical sperm retrieval with subsequent IVF is indicated unless a complete microdilation of AZFA and AZFB region of the Y chromosome is detected. It has been proposed that in non-obstructive azospermic men, stimulating spermatogenesis by increasing intratesticular testosterone could improve the chance of sperm retrieval at surgery. Indeed, there is evidence that treatment with human chorionic gonadotropin and or FSH could improve intratesticular testosterone and in patients with elevated gonadotropin's levels could lead to a so-called gonadotropin's reset with a reduction of FSH level and improvement of sertoli cell function. Likewise, the use of selective estrogen receptors modulators such as clomiphene could increase gonadotropin secretion by the pituitary gland. In a large multicenter case control study, about 500 patients with idiopathic non-obstructive azospermia were treated with a combination of clomiphene, clomiphene, ACG and human menopausal gonadotropin according to hormonal profile and were compared to a control group of azospermic men submitted to micro-TC without any previous treatment. At the end of hormonal treatment, a total of 11% had sperm in the ejaculate. Of the remaining, 57% had positive sperm retrieval at subsequent micro-TC, which was significantly higher as compared to a 33% positive sperm retrieval rate in the control group submitted to surgery without previous treatment. Similar positive findings were observed in another small case control study, including patients treated with recombinant FSH before micro-TC. They showed a 24% sperm retrieval rate as compared to 12% in the control group. Conversely, in another serious treatment with the HCG did not lead to any advantage in terms of micro-TC outcomes. There is also evidence that hormonal therapy could be of value before a salvage surgery after a previously failed TC or micro-TC. Retrospective studies have shown that treatment with the HCG and recombinant FSH could lead to a 10-15% positive sperm retrieval at salvage micro-TC. However, larger prospective trials are needed to elucidate the, the effect of hormonal treatment before a first or a salvage surgery for sperm retrieval. Therefore, this approach is currently not recommended by the guidelines, although we could discuss with the patients the potential benefit and harms of this treatment. Thank you for joining Dr. Capogrosso for this episode of EAU podcast on male infertility treatment. For further information on the EAU guidelines on sexual and reproductive health, please visit our website www.euroweb.org forward slash guidelines. 
Further podcasts will be posted regularly on EAU guidelines topics. For more EAU podcasts, please go to your favourite podcast app and subscribe to our EAU podcast channel for regular updates.